Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Row's partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Row. Dot co slash clink. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash clink. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. How are you? Oh, Housewives of True Crime over here. I'm so good. So good. <laughs> I got to sleep in. I got to work out on a weekend day, which I never, ever, ever do. So ah. I'm feeling good. You know, I feel refreshed kind of too. My husband, he has a friend, like one. And he invited him to a concert last night. And so I said, go, concert it up, buddy. And I had a a night of beauty. I did some hair masks. (laughs) Did you put on the silk hair thing that I told you? I did. Well, I did the sleep rollers, you know, because you've been, yes. Mm-hmm. And it they turned were. me, it turned me into a poodle. poodle. It's such a mess. If you're seeing this on YouTube, <laughs> you will notice my hair is back in a ponytail, which is not my best look, but I had to, because we had to get this. We have, you know, a limited time frame between our two schedules. So I did not have time to be styling of the hair. Yes. But I think it's the, you know, one of the thing that sucks is I think it's going to take the straight iron to like 
No, just like brush it out and tame it down a little. I don't know. I'm going out tonight. (laughs) Mom's night out. Yeah, I'm going. I'm finally going to that tiki bar. Yeah, I um, I think you can make it work. You do? Yeah, I do. Try not to straighten it. Try not to take the uh. Although I can't really say much because I just blow dry my hair for yeah, this. Yeah, like podcast, you're looking straight. So I know. But I rarely blow dry my hair, but I did do it today. Um, mm-hmm. And like Gretchen said, we're on YouTube. So check us out, Housewives of True Crime. And why she said we're on limited schedules is because we do not want to miss a week for you guys. And so we're recording early for summer. And today, actually, I am getting on an airplane. Well, not today, but today when you're listening to the Japan, if you don't know. Yeah. Gretchen is going to the much needed getaway of Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I actually don't think Japan and Hawaii are very far from each other. I think they're like halfway in between. I think that's why there's a lot of um, Japanese tourists there. Yes, it it Mm -hmm. is true. We actually almost were going to stop on our way home to Hawaii because it does break up that long flight. Mm hmm. And when you're sitting in the coach for, you know, 13 and a half hours or something crazy, it's it your your feet need like some movement. It's a long time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else is on the agenda for okay, your Japanese so, getaway? Oh, holy hell, you guys. My kids, we're going there for the kids. They are all into the Pokemon and whatnot. So they have the cutest little cafes there that make like a coffee drink with like a Pokemon head out of foam. Okay. Or you get a hamburger with the bun. It's probably not a hamburger, but you know what I'm saying? Some sort of bun looking thing that has Kirby on it. So they've got all these fun little cafes. The the thing is that there's a lot of people in Tokyo and a lot of tourists. And so to get a reservation, you have to, if you're in California or on the, you know, wherever you have to wake up at six PM their time and get online immediately. So that's whatever it is. I was on the West coast when this happened. So I had to wake up at, I think it was like three in the morning. Okay. Get all set up on my computer to be the first to try to. So Sean and I both woke up. We both had our computers out. Thank heavens because dude, I didn't get it. I was like one minute after didn't get it didn't get the reservation, but Sean, it's a miracle. We're going. No, that's how you got. Listen, I'm I'm versed in this to get the campground reservations in California is, um, insanity. Yeah. You're the same way. (laughs) Yeah. You got to get on there. I was so pissed off. I I get so pissed off at people because people always say to me like, Oh, Hey, next time you go camping, we want to come. And it's like, well, it's not really like that. No, you really have to actually commit like a year beforehand. Yeah, you do have to commit like a year before. It's not just like, oh, you just show up at the campground. Like, nope, nope, nope. Things be booked. Dude, guess what? And I'm kind of a picky bitch about what campsites, you know? You 100% are. Yeah, so I'm not going if I got a shitty site. Like, nope, nope. Not working out for me. Hey, remember when we first started this podcast, I got Invisalign. Did you just finish? I did. <laughs> then COVID hit. And so I never went to the orthodontist. I never finished oh, okay. it. 
Okay. Um, and my orthodontist is in California. And so I went out here and they want to charge me for a whole new case, right? They want, they want the whole five grand again. And I'm like, Oh, Sean's like, Oh, you got it. Be kidding me. We've been doing this podcast for four years. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I called the orthodontist back in Woodland Hills and I was like, Hey, I I need to come back and you got to finish me up. So when I was back the other day, I went to the orthodontist and I'm back on Invisalign, you guys. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. It's well, not for very long. It's like six months, but I, I'm going to I hope you take, well, the good thing is, is that we don't see each other in person that often anymore. And it used to bug the shit out of me when you would have your Invisalign in and that we'd be hanging out. Yeah. Well, Cause like yeah. I could see it. I'm like fixated on it, you know? And then she leaves, she takes it out and like leaves it around her house. It's fucking gross. Oh, it's so, so gross. <laughs> so pro for the move to Texas. You're not, I don't have to deal it. with your Invisalign <laughs> shit. My daughter has Invisalign too now. So it's like two trays all over. Fuck. Oh, it's going to be God. gross gross. But anyways, you are on the mic today and I, I will just pay attention. Please pay attention. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Jersey Housewives. You all know that line. Oh, I, you know what? Aficionados. I just watched. You did. So I, you know, I don't watch it. I don't watch shit. But um, I was on a little overnight with a girlfriend and she was like, have you watched the Housewives? So we watched um, Teresa's wedding. Oh, you did. And yeah. I was like, oh, there's Gretchy. There's the hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I dressed up as Teresa for Halloween uh-huh, with yes. the hair. Yes. Yeah. I think she pulled it off. I think that's what I want from a Jersey housewife. I want all 100%. that hair. Yeah. Yeah. Just watching the episode, hearing that she had to, she had 1500 bobby pins in her oh. hair for that do. I just think she should have got the did you take it? wig. Well, did you, did you take that out before you got it on for your wedding night? Mm. No. No, I don't think you can because it's like then then your I mean, hair is like all like crazy, you know, because I know it's not only 1500 bobby pins. It's like a, a pound of hairspray. Well, maybe it was like a real rat's nest because she cut her hair off. You see at the reunion oh. Oh. like a bob. Yeah, which, because she which I'm sorry, but I actually through. do not think it's working for her. Oh, no. Yeah, Mm-mm. we all we talk about that. You cannot have big features like a big nose if you want a bob. You have to have that little, you know, Anna Wintour. Yeah. Perfect, symmetrical, sharp face. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Okay. You ready for some crime? Mm-hmm. Okay. Today's case is a listener suggestion from Katie Lindsay, and it takes place in her hood, which is the Hamden South area of Denver. Looks like a real nice part of the city. I love Colorado, but I have actually not been to Denver outside of the airport, but it's on my list. I want to go to see the Broncos play at Mile High, Mm -hmm. and I want to go to a concert at Red Rocks. So got to make that happen. You have a house over there, so just do it. Yeah, but it's like five and a half hours away, so it's not like that close. And every time I go to that house, I have to like fix the deck. I know. I I hear all about it. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, okay. Back in 2015, a disco biscuit named Susan McBride met a man named Bob on Tinder. She said his profile pic of him was 
He was wearing a green polo and barbecuing. I mean, I think that looks like that's like a safe bet for a lady in her 50s looking for love. It's a good profile pick choice for Bob. Okay. Well, a couple of swipe rights later and they met for coffee and had some enjoyable conversation. Bob told her he was in a bit of a separated from his wife situation, but very close to filing for divorce. They always say that. I'm telling you that. It's a little bit of a red flag. It is a little bit of a red flag. But Susan did not pick up on any creepy vibes until they were saying goodbye. And then he went in to kiss her in a way that she describes as aggressive. So much so she had to like push him away. Just like the first time they met. I saw somebody do that in the Walmart parking lot like two days ago. Really? Yeah. And I was like, is this your first date or what? Because that kind of like making out situation is, I don't know. It's one for the bedroom, not for the Walmart parking lot or a first goodbye. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, she blew it off as kind of an awkward, came on too strong, isolated incident and agreed to go on another date with him. She was looking forward, especially after seeing he sent her an email, which was flattering, stating that he knew that he should wait to write her, but he just couldn't help himself. I mean, that is kind of cute, right? And he would love to bring some wine over to her place, which is kind of a red flag too right? Yes. Okay. But she said she, well, she, I should say she thought that was kind of a red flag too, but what she, how she handled it was she told him that she was not going to have him come over until she knew his last name. Okay. I like that. Yes. So he told her it was Wolf. That is a good last name. Wolf sounds hot, right? <laughs> if it really is his last name. I do have a friend whose last name is Wolf. It's not okay. his last name. <laughs> you might be onto something, but it is a good one. Okay. So being the disco biscuit type, she got to Google in Bob Wolf right away and couldn't find shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Until she came across a LinkedIn profile for one Robert W. Feldman with his picture on it. How did she find that? Busted. She's as good at Googling as we are. Oh, okay. just keep going. You keep going. You keep different, you know? From there, she found Bob's wife, Stacy, and Googled her shit. And it was pretty clear that he was not so much separated. Mm-hmm. So Susan emailed him Robert W. Feldman, you are a lying asshole. Never contact me again. I don't want your wine either. Right? Fucker. (laughs) Well, he ignored her instructions and called her repeatedly. And she finally picked up and he convinced her to let him explain. He had a good story. He said he had a stalker in the past. And so he was wary of sharing his full name. He said his wife was an absentee mother and, you know, he was reluctant to tell someone right off the bat that he had an arrangement with his wife that entailed them both rotating time spent with his two young children in the family home. So Susan bought what he was selling. (laughs) 
this guy. He he's he's told this story. He's before. good. He is good. Yeah, he definitely has. Okay. She's buying it. She he brings the wine. By the way, she says he drank half of it first. Like he showed up with a half drunk bottle. Oh, you got to be fooling me. Oh, she still did the no pants dance with him. Oh no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well. So after that, it must not have sucked because they made plans to see each other again on the weekend. Well, Bob last minute flaked on Susan. And so she wrote him and I am paraphrasing. You know, it sounds like your life is complicated and you were just looking for a hookup, which I told you I was not interested in. So moving on. Good luck. And she didn't hear back from him. And you know how we are, though. She's moving on from this guy, but we just can't help ourselves. And we got to do a little more digging. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. So so she discovered Bob's load of shit about Stacy being an absentee parent was just that. It was a load of shit. Mm -hmm. Stacy was actually president of the damn PTO. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That takes a real special person. Just saying. Right? Well, that got Susan right pissed. Bob the liar. Okay. So she decided to write Stacy an email. She said in the email, I met your husband on Tinder and he told me you were separated. And if you're not, you should know he's cheating on you. Call me if you have any questions. Okay. Ring-a-ling. Stacy called Susan right away and they chatted. Susan said Stacy was lovely. She was apologetic that Bob had done this to her. And she told her Stacey she is saying sorry to Susan. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, listen, I I, I applaud Stacy because I think I would have been like. A little mad. Well, OK, yes. OK, so she apologizes and she says now she's done with him. And I agree. I think given that Stacy's initial response was apologetic towards Susan and then she jumps right away to she's done with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could conclude that this is not her first time going down this road with Bob the bum, right? Yeah. Okay. And you would be right. Okay. Some of her girlfriends told Dateline that they came into town for a girl's night out and they got on the family computer to check out what prospective dick was, you know, in the nearby area. Right. Okay. That's what the single ladies do now. Okay. And they found Bob. Again, you don't have to leave the house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't hard. He had left the window open like on the dating app with his profile on it. And Mm -hmm. he had a date that night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they actually didn't tell Stacy at the time what they found. What do we think about that? I think they needed to tell her. I think they needed to tell her. Especially in that instance, right? It's like, I mean, I don't know. God, it's so hard. It's so complicated. It's almost like, did Stacy tell them before that she suspected Bob was cheating or did she not? I don't know. I don't know. What's the best answer? I mean, you also could tell Bob like you tell her or we will. Yeah, I like that. 
I like that. But are they close to Bob? I mean, if it was Jeremiah, I would be like, oh, no, you better. If you discover something like that, you better tell me so I can strategize how I'm going to leave his ass broke. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do not be giving him a heads up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Okay. Not that he would ever, my beloved. Okay. Okay. So. Okay, Stacy was not like completely living with her head in the clouds when it came to Bob, though. She discovered Bob was a bum all on her own eventually and had thought about leaving him multiple times, but he was able to convince her to stay. Apparently, some woman like came to her door at one point. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not sure if this was before or after. So maybe actually it was like, before the women found him on the dating profile. And they're like, you know, she keeps taking him back. So why bother stressing her out that he's still doing it? Okay. So we'll give her friends the benefit of the doubt for that, maybe. Well, what would happen when Stacy would learn about his infidelity was, you know, he would threaten to leave her with nothing and take the kids. The house was in his name only. And so he really used that against her, which listen, PSA, your significant other's name can be solely on the mortgage loan, but you best make sure your name is on the deed to whatever you own. Okay. It's not hard to do. If they try to convince you that it is, then that's like sus. Okay. Good to know. Okay. So anyways, Stacy had not been in a good place in her marriage for years, but she was in the position so many women are, she was, you know, trying to keep it together for the kids. Mm-hmm. And I think you get to the point where as a working mother who is also head of the freaking PTO, right, you can easily get so busy with the day to day that you just put it out of your head, put your kids first and, you know, keep it moving. Also, nobody is in a rush to accept the fact that their partner is, you know, like a never changing conning freeloader. And Bob had really fooled Stacy from the get They got married in kind of like a whirlwind. Their wedding was at the Ritz in Montreal. Bob portrayed himself as this successful salesman, but Stacy realized after popping out two babies that the bills were not going to get paid unless, you know, mama went to work. Mm -hmm. Turns out working wasn't really Bob's vibe, you know, so he wasn't really successful because he, he wasn't really that into working. He was into doing things like always checking a broken suitcase when he traveled and then taking it to the counter and demanding the airline reimburse him for a new one every single time he flew. Oh, my gosh. And they did. They did? Yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean... I can't imagine that. It is so embarrassing to like deal with someone like that. Always trying to get something for nothing. There are always people like that though. Yeah. There are always, it just seems like it must've like graded on her. Right. Yeah. But you know, Stacy up until the day she got that email from Susan, she was like in it to win it for the kids. And so her and Bob kept up appearances Okay, so now back to Susan. Now, after she had conversed with Stacy, she got on with life and, you know, kept it moving. But then one night she did something we all hate to admit we do. She did a little. 
No, but she did a little late night interweb searching to see what that asshole Bob Feldman was up to these days. (laughs) Right? I've done that actually recently. I was like, and you know what? My mother-in-law, she was telling me about some of her first boyfriends, like way, I mean, way back, right? Yeah. I was like, let's Google them. Let's like Google them. Totally. Facebook stalk them. I was able to find, I couldn't find the dude. By the way, they're 80. Okay. Yeah. But I found one of his the wife, the wife of the dude. And, um, and then if you find the wife, you can find pictures and all this stuff, which was kind of fun. Totally. It's a good time. Interweb sleuthing. Okay. So, um, you know, she's thinking like, she's curious to know whatever happened with that, you know, did Stacy really leave him after she said she was done? No, Stacy did not. Yeah. Listen, last time I checked up on someone that I dated in the past that had like burned me, I I found them in prison. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did not enjoy that discovery. It didn't, it wasn't like a fun, what are they up to now? It's like, because you hope for the best, right? Well, I don't know if I really hope for the best. I didn't hope for the worst. Well, the worst isn't dead, but. Oh, Okay. Or maybe prison's worse. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, so I should probably nix that hobby, right? No. I've got plenty of other people to (laughs) Google. I have plenty of other people to Google. Yeah. Just don't write them in prison, okay? Oh, never. Never. Okay. Well, you're right. Death is worse than finding someone in prison because Susan found Stacy's obituary. Oh shoot. Yeah. And even worse than that, well, maybe not even worse, but worse also, she found the date that she died was the day she had spoken to her. What? Yeah. There was no cause of death listed, but she felt sick about it. And she called the police to find out if there was any indication Bob was involved in Stacy's death. Yeah. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. 
Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk and including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. And? At this point, when she spoke with a detective, he had suspicions surrounding Stacy's death, but the autopsy came back undetermined. So Bob had been... gunshot? No. No. I'm telling... If it was a gunshot, they would be able to determine it, Tabitha. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so bob had been able to collect a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy that's a a good one that's a chunk of change yeah and console his children with a first class ticket to or trip to disney world so i mean he's living it up okay So the circumstances in which led to the death appear to be as such, according to Bob. He says he had dropped off the kids at school that morning around 830. And his understanding was Stacy was supposed to pick them up from school and take them to the school carnival. 
but the school called him around 12 because Stacy hadn't showed up to get the kids. And so he went, got them, took them to the carnival, and then didn't get home until 3.30. And that's when he found Stacy in the shower, unconscious, and called 911 frantically. He sent the kids to the neighbor's house and went through CPR with the dispatcher until the paramedics arrived. But it was very clear that Stacy was gone. A detective came to the house, but due to there not being anything that screamed homicide, the house wasn't really treated as a crime scene. Although, like, photographs were taken and the detective took, you know, some notes. Like Bob said, he pulled her out of the shower, but he couldn't remember if he found her face up or face down. Seems like that image would stick in your head. I think however so. you found someone like that, yeah. right? And the floor wasn't wet. Was the shower wet? There was things knocked over in the shower and there was a washcloth that was like damp, but it wasn't like fully saturated like you would think. If yeah. you know, he found her with the shower running, like you said. Right. Also, Stacy had a really nice watch on. And he thought that was unusual for a woman to be showering with. Yeah, you don't really do that. No, you don't. But I mean, but that doesn't, you know, it's a it's a kind of a little thing. So basically, there was a combination of little things that may or may not add up to anything sus. And at that point, he noted them, but leaned toward it just being a tragic accident. Mm hmm. Bob also volunteered to the detective that they had been at a party the night before and taken a marijuana edible. Also, Stacy had some health issues, including rheumatoid arthritis. And the detective had discovered that Stacy had two fentanyl patches on. Like which by is accident. extra. Yeah. 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 So it could be maybe, she, you know, she overdosed herself or something accidentally. Yeah. So, you know, there could be a variety of contributing factors for a 44-year-old, you know, a 44-year-old active woman to, you know, drop dead. But, you know, it's still, it's unusual, right? right? But still, he had some pause, the detective. So he attended the autopsy the next day. Stacy had around 80 bruises on her body, which could have been from falling and being pulled from the shower and then given CPR. But again, it seemed extra. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, waited for the autopsy results with the official cause of death to explain what he had seen. But two months later, like I told you, when the results came in, the pathologist ruled it undetermined. Yeah. And the tech, the toxicology said she had no THC. Like so what she would have had, a, what was with the marijuana edible? Was that yeah. a fake, a fake edible? <laughs> yeah. Or fentanyl. No fentanyl either? No. Yeah. I don't so, know how long that lasts in your body, but marijuana is supposed to like last for like 30 days. Like or forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
Listeners, have you checked out Rakuten yet? Because Rakuten is where it's at. It's my go-to way to save on top of sales. That's why Rakuten is the smartest way to shop and the most rewarding way to save because members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop at online like Saks Fifth, Macy's, Best Buy. You know, we are already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back, y'all. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today and your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well, then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. 
That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. Clink, clink, ladies. With the cause of death being undetermined and no obvious motivation to indicate foul play, there wasn't much the detective could do. After the detective received the phone call from Susan McBride telling him there's something about Bob that ain't right, Mm -hmm. and she had spoken with Stacy the day she died about it, he decided to circle back to Bob and ask him again the sequence of events that happened the day Stacy died. Well, Bob's story changed at this point. He said now that he actually did come home that day and clean his garage around noon, and he didn't know what Stacy was up to while he was doing that. We all know that guys only clean their garage when you're going to have people over. Yeah, well, it didn't drive with the detective because he had seen the garage and it was real obvious that Bob hadn't cleaned cleaned anything in there in years, (laughs) which is also what the neighbors concurred. Okay. Mm -hmm. My garage is actually cleanish at the moment. You know, um, you must have just had a party. I mean, well, yeah, I did. But also, um, you know, the neighbors across the street, they sit out front in rockers. Okay. So they got a direct view into my garage. So that's, I mean, that's a little motivating. Keep it tidy. (laughs) It's motivating. (laughs) I'm saying like, I have a party. Nobody's going in the effing garage and my husband cleans it. I'm like, oh, that is not uh, where you need to be cleaning. You need to be cleaning where people are going to be like in our house, in our backyard, not in our garage. Oh yeah. When we were having a party and my husband is like, you know, they, um, the tray that like you have that goes your washing machine goes like on top of. Yes. Ours like sticks out a little bit in the yeah, laundry room on too. the way to the garage. Yeah. Ours and too. no one be going in there. Okay. There is no reason for anyone to go in there during the party. And it is not something I would ever notice. Like, ooh, right. that house was nice. But did you see how the the tray, the washing machine was on sticks out? lame, right? (laughs) Never. Okay. He's like, I'm going to go, I'm not going to help you clean. I'm going to go, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a smaller, like, like the fucking logic. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, we still have the same tray. Cause I did. I was not about to let that happen. uh -uh. I'm like, no, 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 no. I think somebody just wants to take a little half day to home Depot and avoid helping with the real shit. I'm always like, Dude, I've come to like where I'm like, okay, listen, my anxiety is like going to keep rising the longer you spend in the garage. So can you please not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know, husbands be husbands. Okay. Well, another thing about Bob that the detective was alerted to was that since Stacy had passed, he'd been keeping the children away from her family, which is like a little suspicious, right? I don't like that. The detective was told this by Stacy's sister. She had a sick feeling that something involving Bob was what caused her sister's death. And she became obsessed with true crime to help her figure out what it was. Mm -hmm. 
she was determined to find out what the real determining factor that had been ruled undetermined in Stacy's death was. And, you know, God bless this detective because the sister says that she called him at least once a week and sometimes late at night after she would watch an episode of, you know, 48 hours or whatever, right? That we all watched. And she would call him and say, is it possibly this or possibly that? And the detective always took her calls. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice, right? Okay. So there was a lot of talking and suspicion surrounding Bob. But if the DA doesn't want to press charges, that's just that's as far as it goes. Right. Well, you got to have enough evidence. Right. So Bob's life went on. And it's no surprise he got himself back on the apps. I mean, he probably never got off, right? Mm -hmm. Multiple women have come forward with their uncomfortable, to say the least, experiences with Bob. He had a knack for coming on too strong, too fast, just like Susan McBride had reported initially. The common thread with these women was they ignored red flags which I'm just pointing out as a reminder, you know, listen to your gut. Mm -hmm. One woman who met Bob at a grief counseling session where Bob told her his wife had died from cancer. Okay. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. You know how Bob, you know how men like Bob think? He's thinking he's going to go to the grief counseling, not to cancel any of his grief, but to meet single ladies. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Isn't there a movie? It's called that thing about Bob or something like that. That's what this episode needs to be titled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thing about Bob. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, So he tells this woman, his wife died of cancer, and then he invited her to his community pool. When she got to the address, she found that he considered his backyard a community so that's weird, she says, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she still went in, and that's where he uh, sexually assaulted her. He did? Yes. And he told her that she could scream as loud as she wanted, but his neighbors would not be able to hear it. She did what so many women do, and... You know, she just left. left Bob's house and tried to disconnect from it happening. And she didn't, you know, go to the police or press charges. But when she filled out paperwork at a doctor's office three weeks later, because she had an infection from unconsensual mm-hmm. sex, they reported it. And then the police had to talk to her and she was informed that Bob was kind of a murder suspect. And they also told her that whatever choices she had made, she should not feel bad about because she had survived Bob. And that's the most important thing. You know, I don't think it's talked about enough that women often freeze during sexual assaults and disconnect, which is just like a survival mechanism. But then they shame themselves. Because we're told you're supposed to scream and fight, you know? But whatever you do in the moment to survive is you don't what you should do. Yeah. So don't judge yourself or, you know, anyone else. 100%. I mean, you, it's really hard to think about what 
to do in a situation or what you're going to do. You think you might do one thing and you actually might. You have no idea. Do yeah. something so off of what you always thought you would be. You just don't right. know. Yes. Yes. And definitely don't judge other people when you hear their story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is just uh, another PSA for the day. And here is, I have another one, a third one, I think for this episode. Okay. Never give up looking for answers. Yeah. Stacy's true crime fanatic sister didn't, and it led her to an organization called the training Institute for strangulation prevention. According to their website, what they do is provide consulting, training, resources, and support services to professionals working in the fields of domestic violence and sexual assault. Okay. So Stacy's sister went to one of their workshops and the detective she had come to know so well attended with her. And one of the organization's professionals agreed to look over the evidence in Stacy's case to see if there was anything that indicated a missed strangulation. Mm-hmm. He found evidence that had been overlooked. Like Stacy had a chipped tooth and venous congestion in her chest, which suggests that she had been face down which is also supported with the bruises on the back of her arms, which would have happened if someone was restraining her on their knees. She also had fatigual hemorrhages in her eyes, which is another sign of lack of oxygen, st- right? Like strangulation yeah. and suffocation. Yeah. So, you know, I am interested in more on this organization and their worthy cause of educating, you know, investigators on less common signs of strangulation. I didn't know that we, there was a need for that. Yeah. But it sounds like there is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want these dirt bags getting away with it. Right. So three years after Stacy's death, the DA had enough to charge Bob with her murder. Now, what happened between Bob's arrest and trial is bananas, okay? First off, there was this whole thing about Bob being able to use the life insurance money that he had collected to post bail and fund his defense. It was back and forth. He actually was in jail for six months. Initially, funds were frozen, but he appealed and won and was released on bail, but put on house arrest with an ankle monitor situation. That ankle monitor situation lasted a minute because, you know, for one thing, those guilty MFers always find a way to put their trials off as long as possible, like a long time. Okay. I'm talking to you, Danny Masterson. Okay. Which we still don't have. Hopefully by the time this, no, no verdict yet. Okay. I know. Okay. So that bought him a couple years, right? Mm-hmm. And then this thing called COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And then that the courts got more years, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. yeah. Courts be getting constipated. You know what I mean? Backed up. Okay. So they didn't get this trial show on the road until 2022. Stacy died in 2015. He was arrested in 2018. Holy shit, dude. Yes, that's way too long for Bob to be free, man. Okay. Well, you know, Bob's neighbors felt some kind of way 
about living in proximity to a murder suspect awaiting trial for so effing long. Okay. Mm-hmm. They'd be keeping tabs on him, which is exactly what we would be doing. Right. So Bob's house arrest was like, he was able to go to this store and his lawyers and doctor's appointment and that's it. It did not include bike rides. And so when the neighbors saw Bob biking you know, it around, yeah, recreationally, they called the authorities and the news got a hold of the story and they found that Bob had been biking it up at least 234 days in the past year and logged over 3,000 miles. And you know how they knew this? Because Bob tracked his own app, his own <laughs> ass on an app called Strava. Oh my God. Like under Bob Feldman. Yeah. But doesn't that ankle monitor have like tracking? Oh, I'm going to get into that. Okay. It's interesting because in April, 2021, Bob went to court to modify his home confinement restrictions and a representative from the monitoring company testified. I read the court transcript and everything. Okay. The rep said, Bob is, I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said, yeah, Bob is extra. He finds a reason to leave his house every day. And he has a lot of doctor's appointments and requests. Mm -hmm. But he did not make it sound like Bob had been breaking the rules. Because he had probably told them that he has a doctor's appointment or maybe he doctor's appointments it up everywhere. I know people like that, that don't, that are not on house arrest. Well, I know, but it's like, clearly they're not fall- He is recreationally riding his bike. You can see it on this Strava app. Like, I don't think they're really checking his GPS. He's recreationally riding it to the like pot store. Saying yeah. Right. Right. The med men. Yeah. So I don't know why he didn't make it sound like Bob was breaking the rules so that the judge would say like, no, we're not changing, you know, your restrictions. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. He was sorry, but he didn't. And um, obviously it's some kind of bullshit that Bob was out on bail in the first place. And then more bullshit that he didn't face any repercussions when it came to breaking the rules. Yeah. I mean, you know, typical though, right? Remember, he's the suitcase guy. Yeah. He's he's going to push it, right? Okay. By the way, at the hearing, Bob's attorney, at another hearing, I should say, he asked for him to be able to go to the synagogue once a week. And then at another hearing, he asked for Bob to be able to go twice a day. Yeah, I can. I know this type. I just can't help but think that's got to be some kind of awkward for like the regulars that go to the synagogue. Like, hey, Bob, not used to seeing you so much around here. You know, what's well, new? He's probably like I'm praying for my <laughs> sins, although he's going to the synagogue. No, I think I they think were thinking like that scumbag is using the synagogue as an excuse to get out of his house. It is our that holy is place. What the nerve. Is doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. They're like, hey, Bob, you're not even Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. At another hearing, he asked to leave the country to go to his grandmother's funeral. 
Like, Bob, you're lucky you're out on bail. Okay? That one was denied, thankfully. But, like, you are on bond for murder. Mm-hmm. Not fraudulation. You don't get to right. leave the country. Right. What kind of privileged request is that? Okay? No field trips for Bob. Sorry about your grandma. But still. Okay. So the home confinement shenanigans did not stop for Bob. Bob was on J-Date. Not surprisingly, <laughs> right? <laughs> we know. Okay, he is he would, Jewish. <laughs> yeah, he is Jewish. Yeah, for sure. We know he would ask women to come to his home and sit by the pool. Okay, that is red flag, right? Okay, that is a sketchy <laughs> they, invitation. They come and he's got the monitor on his ankle. <laughs> totally. Right? That. Right? Okay, so we know at least one woman who said she declined because she didn't feel comfortable wonder why. with the way that sounded but you know who knows if he was able to lure anyone else in for sure he was because i think most women that realize who he was after the fact don't like want to go to the press and be like i'm that dumb i showed up you know yes yeah. right nobody wants to brag about it um you know it's a real lesson in google look people up right right okay So believe it or not, there is one woman out there. Okay. Believe it or not, there is one woman out there who. Okay. Again, believe it or not, there is one woman out there who was dropping off her kids to swim in Bob's pool. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic, there was a site where people could advertise their pools to yeah. uh, rec- recreate in. Yes. Yes. I remember this. Yeah. Uh-huh. You could uh-huh. pay whatever, 25 bucks for the day to like uh-huh. go to get somebody's pool. Right. Bob had a good pool. It, although it, it had one of those real old school water slides. Yeah. Like with the walk up, you know, yeah. ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks like a concussion, like waiting to happen. Right. And a lot of insurance. Um, but, you know. What is the pandemic people needing to be recreate and get rid right. of their children? Right? right. Okay. So the neighbors were like, what the fuck? He's having pool parties. <laughs> and so, so then they call, they called the news and the news finds out, I mean, well, they call the home confinement monitoring company first. That's who they're referred to. And, you yeah. know, and they're like given the runaround. So they call the news. The news finds his address is advertised on this site. You know, he's running out his pool. Yeah, sure. Drop your kids off. Great. Right. And they actually met a woman who said she had dropped her kids off there multiple times to swim. And they informed her about Bob and asked if she was going to, you know, find another swimming pool. Has she, she said, said no? Probably not. <laughs> She's like, this one's way too convenient. And I know there's always an adult there because he's got an ankle monitor on. (laughs) Right? I mean, there is like no words. Like, oh my God. Okay. Well, finally, in 2022, seven years after Stacy's murder, Bob went to trial. 
The trial was intense. Bob's daughter testified to the timeline of that day, which I just wish they could have left her out altogether, right? So terrible. She had to participate in it and face him as if she hasn't been through enough. The prosecution called the expert on strangulation and suffocation, and he demonstrated on a dummy in court how he determined Bob had pinned Stacy down. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, those courtroom demonstrations are... They work. They do work. Mm-hmm. They are very effective. Yeah. The defense went after that guy saying, you have a lot of credentials, but you're not a pathologist, so we don't think you're a cause of death determination means dick. And they called the original pathologist and he stuck by his original report. Oh. Yeah, whatever. Okay, that's what I have to say to that. Um, Thankfully, the jury wasn't stuck on the original findings and they found Bob guilty. He was sentenced to life without parole. Now, I found the property records for Bob's house. I just find this stuff interesting. So he bought it in 2007 for Mm 410,000 and it was sold in 2022 for 782. Okay. That's a nice return on your investment. I hope that got put into a college fund since Bob will be serving the rest of his life in prison for his children. Right. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. then that house got flipped and sold in 2023, just a couple months after oh it gosh. sold for 782 for 1.2. Dude, all it needed <laughs> was some probably some countertops and paint. They did a nice job. I yeah. mean, they did like, yeah, they, they, they did a nice job. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if there is enough sage to get me to move into a murder house, but it, lo- wow. it looked good. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I reached out to our listener friend who suggested this case about her neighbor to see if she had any thoughts to share. Yeah. And she said word around the hood was people were suspicious. He killed Stacy, you know, long before he was arrested because he bought a Range Rover and a motorcycle right after after she died Mm -hmm. and had a girlfriend a hot minute later. She also said that he did not like that his neighbors were suspicious of him. And when he learned that they were, he started throwing dog poop in their yard, Mm. spraying their children with the hose, blowing leaves their way, stuff like that. Oh, asshole. Oh, my God. So I'm sure they were all thinking like, good riddance to Bob. Yeah. I mean, in that case, it's like, okay, welcome to the murder house. I probably, yeah, if those, they probably you know, buy, like baking here, them cakes and shit. That's Thank what I'd be doing. Coming in. Yes. Yeah. Anyone is welcome after that shit show. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, I just hope that Stacy can rest in peace knowing that there was some justice finally and her children are in good hands and, you know, yeah. they're the real victims of all this is just awful. But yeah, man, the thing about Bob about bob god well thank you for that gretchy poo if you guys have not checked us out on youtube go there now or housewives of true crime group on facebook we do a lot of talking there and um we're on instagram tiktok all those fun things uh and if you haven't given us a review please do so on apple or spotify you can also um, 
talk about this episode on Spotify too, if you guys listen there. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. Clinkity clink. Clink, clink.